Today on an episode of Real Ghost Stories Online, that if listened to when falling asleep, is guaranteed to bring nightmares and horror to your sleep experience that will make it impossible to function as a productive member of society ever again. A family becomes alarmed when they discover that their two little boys have an extra playmate in the basement, a playmate from beyond the grave. That story and much more today on Real Ghost Stories Online. Stories Online. Call in your real ghost story now at 855-853-4802 or write in at realghoststoriesonline.com. You're about to enter the world of the unknown and quite possibly the undead. This is Real Ghost Stories Online. That indeed it is. 855-853-4802 is our phone number to share your real ghost stories with us. If you like the show, become an extra podcast person. Sign up through Apple Podcasts. Even try it for three days free. You get access to all the bonus episodes, advanced episodes, the EPP bonus episodes, the archive. It's all there for you. Ad-free commercial free so you can just binge away on it you also get access uh to all of the uh like i said the epp bonus episodes and we're expanding it every single day on apple Podcasts. there's different channels becoming available underneath our uh subscription even thrown in there some of the old shows uh that are gonna be commercial free very soon as well uh, uh office so uh off, what was it office horror stories and nightmare neighbors dream meanings even up there as well and uh, you get access to all those when you sign up through Apple Podcasts. We do greatly appreciate that support. If you're not on an Apple Podcast, patreon.com slash real ghost stories or go to ghostpodcast.com. It's Tony and Harper with you on today's episode of the program. And what's going on? Oops. Unmute your mic because you're hiccuping. And right as I unmute it. <gasps> oh, and I'm going to get the hiccups by doing that sound. <clears throat> what's going on? Well, I'm doing a lot more of the graphic work. Yes, there's a lot of new things uh, happening here uh, at Real Ghost Stories Online and uh, our parent company, which is called Real Story Media, which is my company that I own. Uh, and um, we are in the new year. Uh, we have Carol coming on as a full-time employee, and she's going to be doing a lot more of curating our shows, producing our shows, putting shows together. And really, I mean, she, I think everything's going to be taken to a new level here in the new year because there's only one me and I've tried to do all of this for the last 10 years myself and my head is about to explode. So with that being said, uh, we're going to have a whole new level of what we can add into our shows graphic wise, production wise, and Harper is also taking a more uh, full-time role with us as well beyond just being on the show. She's going to be doing all of our uh, graphic work. Uh, as well as social media work as well. So we'll be a lot and more active on social media too. I am bringing back Cautionary Tales here soon. And Cautionary Tales with Harper is coming back as well too in the new year in 2023. So. Uh, and Carol is going to be playing a pivotal role in helping Harper develop all that. And uh, I'm also bringing Carol onto the show. Yes, now. that too, that too. So there's a lot of new things coming in 2023 for all of us here at uh, Real Ghost Stories Online and all of our shows under uh, Real Story Media. Carol's actually in development of some new shows, too. So uh, it's it's going to be exciting. Uh, there's there's just a whole new chapter in in my life professionally where it's not just me controlling every last thing. I'm having to learn how to delegate, 
which is something I'm not great at. But luckily, the people who I'm delegating to, I trust. <laughs> That's my biggest thing with delegating. I, I'm horrible at it because I don't trust anybody. But I trust Carol. I trust you. So I think we should be good. Yeah. It only took 10 years for me to go, okay, I trust you guys. <laughs> now you can do some other stuff on what I do. So it's going to be really exciting um, uh, here in the new year. So be watching for all of uh, that uh, here with the shows. Uh, 855-853-4802 is our phone number at Real Ghost Stories Online to share your real ghost stories with us. Let's uh, go over to our first story of the day. It says, hey, Tony, this is Matt. Again, I'd like to start by saying I've been listening to Real Ghost Stories and the Grave Talks for a little over two years now. Came across you on Spotify and soon after became an EPP. This reminded me of when I first heard you on segments Sunday mornings on my local radio station where they aired the Grave Talks for an hour. Well, that's interesting because I never gave authorization for anybody to ever air the Grave Talks for an hour. <laughs> so, well, I guess they got all the swearing in there too. So uh, I, I had no idea that anyone, I'd actually like to know who was doing that, um, quite honestly. I don't really care. I think the more exposure, the better. But you usually should ask permission before airing our show somewhere else. Uh, I imagine this is when you're still doing this on radio. No, I was never doing this on radio. Ever. Ever, 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 ever. I was doing radio. So I'm not quite sure what you were listening to. Um, anyway, I'm writing today to tell of a short story which occurred in my house when I was little. But this happened to my brother as I was little at the time. But before we got into what happened or a couple of things which happened, we should first explain the history of the home. This house, an old farm, was built around the late 1700s to early 1800s from what we could find. First, my grandfather purchased the property. The house roof was in disrepair and needed to be modernized to 1930 standards. As far as families which lived on the farm prior, we do not know much. Next, while working the fields, it was discovered by my grandfather while working the fields on the edge of the property line was a small cemetery with three stone worn from years of weather and just time. After tracing the gravestones, it was discovered that the family, a mother, father, and daughter, all died of yellow fever, as it said on the stones around the late 1700s. Fast forward a few years, some weird occurrences were seen, such as UFOs, a grandpa, while outside in the field, saw glowing lights at the opposite end of the field. This was enough to make my grandfather head back to the house and tell the family what happened. Next, we go forward to the 1980s, and my brothers were working outside late one night, and with their friends, it was around dusk, and jumped up the road near the cemetery. My brother saw what looked like a revolutionary soldier walking towards him and disappeared as he went into the field. Naturally, this freaked him out a bit, and he was telling everyone else about what he saw and was dismissed and laughed at. Finally, the short story keeps in mind still the 1980s and the house my brother was in the downstairs bathroom early morning before school getting ready, and he heard noise. It was my sister or myself playing or just messing around. He dismissed it as kids making noise. He was looking in the mirror, and he sees a little girl's face peer around the curtain, giggling. My brother says to stop it to my sister thinking it's her this continues again and he goes all right that's enough and runs out sees her running and she disappears into the stairs and yells my sister's name and she was sitting at the table the whole time with others 
and he just was freaked out. And we know it wasn't my sister. It was verified by witnesses. The only guess would be a house memory replaying as the ghost looked like my sister, who at the age resembled my aunt when she was younger, who also grew up in the house, or maybe a ghost of someone buried on the cemetery property. Who knows? I hope you find this interesting, and maybe it'll make it to the podcast. If not, enjoy, and I'll keep listening to you. Keep posting. Thank you, Matt. I wonder if that soldier that he saw in the field was uh, the father gravestone. Like the ghost of a father. Okay. I can and see that. What? Okay. Expand. Like how there was gravestones. Mm-hmm. Like the mother of the father and the daughter. Oh, I see what you're saying. Okay. Yeah. Well. I, I, that that would not be very surprising. I could totally see that. It's interesting when you go to older graveyards um, and sometimes what the gravestones were made out of has deteriorated so much you can barely read the stone anymore. Yeah. And that that that's always, it makes you like, who is here? And will we ever know again? I mean, I guess the cemeteries have some sort of a record, I would assume. Yeah. Like, okay, so-and-so is in this plot. But... It's uh, it, it's just always sad to see that sort of thing as they deteriorate away. And as you go back further and further in time, it's uh, kind of forgotten, if you will. Yeah, I honestly, I think that like once they like truly like de- deteriorated, I think they should like replace the gravestones. It's- Cost money. Well, who's, yeah. Who's paying for it? taxpayers no that's not how that works it should be well the amount of money that we spend on other shit um that doesn't seem like a bad idea (laughs) sometimes uh another letter it says thank you both for doing this podcast i'm not quite through all the episodes because they uh, tend to freak me out bless you after i started listening to your show it brought me back to a memory from when i was a young child my story begins back in the early 1980s at an old lodge in greer arizona my parents took me to when I was 10 years old and my sister 14 years old for a weekend of skiing. I needed to preface my story with this. It was the first time we actually spent the weekend at the lodge. My parents are friends with the owners at the time and given the largest room in the lodge, architecturally the cabin room was made of two bedrooms within the center back of the main room. After a long day of skiing, we had dinner. Our parents requested for my sister and I to go back to the room and stay in either of the two adjacent rooms. My mother escorted us up to the room, got into my pajamas, ripped the sheets up from the bed mattress as if the bed was made up as a military bunk. Note, important later in the story, I made sure that the room light was on because I was young and in an unfamiliar environment and uh, didn't want to be scared. I then slipped into the bed and fell asleep. This is where my story gets strange. I was woken up by a feeling of being choked by the bed sheets and blankets as if the bed was made with me in it. My arms were to my sides, therefore making it difficult to break the sheets that were tucked under the mattress, making it difficult to breathe. I then quickly noticed my room was extremely cold because my exalted breath emitting steam in addition to the light was off and the closet door directly in front of my bed was open. There was a childlike figure standing within the closet near the open door, dimly illuminating the bedroom. The lit figure then quickly floated over me, then flew back towards the 
closet and through the wall into the room my sister was staying in. I was then able to break the sheets from the mattress. Not sure if I just passed out due to lack of oxygen or was in shock, but I woke up in the morning and ran out to find my parents in the main room. Trying to find a rational reason as to what happened in the middle of the night, and somewhat upset, I proceeded to ask them if they came into my room last night and turned off the room light, opened and turned on the closet light and tucked me in. They said no, they didn't. Started to tell them what occurred when my sister came out of her room upset about how cold her room was. They started listening. After I finished explaining what occurred, my sister stated she was also woken up by a bright globe light within her room and once she noticed the light, it hovered over her then quickly went through the wall to the outside of the lodge. My parents then told us a story they heard from the owner of the lodge about a ghost that likes to play jokes on the employees and makes itself visible to others. It sounded as if the ghost was more playful than malevolent, but after what I went through, I'm not sure. The one thing I'm sure is the glowing, childlike figure was my brother that passed away 11 years prior. I'm sure he was the one that stopped whatever was occurring in my room to check on my sister and make sure she was okay. The reason I'm sure it was my brother is because I felt his presence when I was younger, and I recognized it was him even though I never physically met my brother. After writing this story, I called my mom and was talking about documenting this from memory. She told me when I was young, she would ask my deceased brother to watch over me and my sisters all the time. And she believes my interpretation of the lit child figure as my brother because of that. Thanks for reading my story in the podcast. I appreciate it and best wishes. You know, I could see that being the brother. That was the childlike figure in the room. Sure. But I could also see it being something else. I mean, it really could go either way. I think the nice thought, because it does seem fairly protective, is that it was, in fact, the brother. Yeah. Being there. That that would be where I would, I think, logically go to for but also, fairly a logical situation. But also, um, if she if she had never met their brother, mm-hmm. how and never like truly like like known that presence, she could have mistaken that she could have mistaken that presence of the brother for something else. I I agree with that as well. Uh, 855-853-4802 is our phone number at Real Ghost Stories Online to share your real ghost stories with us. Let's go to a caller. Hi. Hey, what's up, Tony, Carol, Todd, Harper? Uh, love your show. Uh, I'm an EPP member, like, instantly within the first few weeks of listening. Uh, gets me through the workday. Love all the stories, the commentary, everything. Uh I got a lot of stuff. I've seen a lot of paranormal stuff in my years. Uh, the one that uh, I'm talking about right now uh, has a little bit of everything in it. Uh, set the stage, uh, 1988. I'm coming home from the military. Um, the house that I'm that my mother resides in. I didn't grow up or live in this house. Uh, she bought it while I was away. Uh, she told me the address, and uh, I was in the same city that I grew up in a, a old city in Boston. Uh, a lot of history um, goes way back, I don't know, 1600s or whatnot. 
So anyways, uh, she tells me the address and uh, I'm supposed to meet her up at the airport. And I missed her somewhere. She was picking up other people, whatever. So I knew how to get home and I knew the address in the house. So I take the trolley back to the back to where we lived in the, in the suburbs. And uh, I go to the house and uh, apparently I beat my mother there. But knowing my mom, who she was, the person she was, she never locked her doors because she said that one, uh, family or friends may need to stay there. And two, if somebody needed something in her house to steal, they needed it more than she did. So she never locked her doors. I know this. So uh, I go to the house. It's this gorgeous old uh, Victorian style house. Like, um, I mean, like chimneys, three stories high, big windows, uh, like a half crescent windows, uh, wraparound uh, veranda porch. Um, so I walk up in there and go to the front door. I notice that there's uh, two sets of doors. They have these, I guess, from the old, like this house was built in the 1800s. And uh, to keep the heat from getting to the inside of the house, you'd have a big front door and there'd be a little room with a bench, a place to hang your coats, change your boots. And then there'd be another door that was just as sturdy as the front door. And uh, you, you walk in. There's this uh, huge staircase, kind of windy, that goes up to the second floor, and you could kind of see all the rooms in the second floor from there. Uh, there's a big, like, parquet wood floor entrance. There are two large rooms on the side, uh, kitchen in the back, uh, stairwell that went up to the third floor as well as to the basement. And in the back door, they had the same setup with the, the two doors, the front door little room uh, inner door so I, I check out the house and say hello to my dogs who are going crazy because they haven't seen me in a couple of years and uh i settled down in, in where my mom has had a den living room in the house uh pretty much waiting for her to show up so i'm sitting there and all of a sudden boom boom real loud both front doors are wide open so I, I walk over there and I say, uh, hello, who, who's there? Nobody. Kind of walk outside, look around the porch like, hello, hello, uh, anybody here? Nothing. So I just chalk it up to wind, you know. So I, I shut both doors tight. I mean, they're, they got these old brass locks and handles and they're not moving. They're not opening or closing or anything. You got to actually push to get them open. So I go back in the room to where the TV is. I'm not even kind of phased off on it. And then I hear boom, boom again. And both back doors have opened up. So I walk back there and I'm a little bit like, what the hell, you know? And I kind of look around and, and I noticed, you know, I look at the, at the trees or whatever. I know there's no wind. It's completely still. So it kind of got me a little freaked out. And I was like, okay, the joke's over. You guys can come out now and say surprise or whatever. Maybe this both happened at the airport. So I walk back in. I shut both doors. You know, notice they're tight. And one actually has sticks where you, you got to tug on it either way to get it closed or open. So I go back in and watch the TV. I'm talking to the dogs the whole time. Like, hey, guys, uh, where's the heads up? Because these dogs will usually bark for anybody. Even sometimes, the like my mom or... Uh, my stepdad, they'll they'll knock, you know, so uh, or they'll bark. So I go back in the room, and I, you know, 
And then the same thing as earlier, both just the front doors, boom, boom, open up. So now I'm starting to get really, uh, you know, shaky and like, what's going on? Uh, I, I walk back on the front porch and I go, all right, enough's enough. You know, fucking come out now or someone's going to get a beating. Y'all know who I am and I don't stand for this. So last chance, come out now or if you pull it again, you're going to get a beating. <laughs> so I walk back in, shut the doors. I'm looking at the dogs. They're, they're not even, they're not doing anything, you know. They just follow me around wagging. And so we uh, go back in the tea room. I'm sitting there just anticipating what what's going on, you know, like totally kind of creeping out a little bit. And then all of a sudden, boom, 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 boom. All four doors on both sides open up at the same time. I turn as I'm turning to go see what's going on. I notice my dogs, they're wagging their tails and they're looking like towards the staircase, like this is someone they know. So I, I spring around and as I turn it into that little parkway area where the stairs are, I see a girl run up the stairs. She had uh, dark hair, uh, a dress of black and kind of like uh, gray white. And I, I think it's my little sister cause she's got dark hair, long hair. So I'm like, Alita, I got you. And I run and I chase her up the stairs and she darts into a, a, a room that's at the top of the stairs, a door and the door slams shut. So I run up, you know, I get up to the stairs, I open up the door, I look in and there's no one in there. And what it is, I, I hadn't really checked the upstairs yet, but it's a, it's a bathroom and it's a, so it has a sink and like a a, um, a pew or you know a, a a chair that's the width of the room, and then another door. So it's like you know bathroom and shower is their own business. So I'm thinking I got it, I got her, and I open up that second door and there's nobody there. I whip back the shower curtain, nothing, and I'm just kind of standing there, trying to you know. Uh, compartmentalize what what's happening you know like i know i saw her come in this room she should be in this room there's nowhere to hide looked in a cupboard n nothing and as i'm sitting there contemplating this i notice i'm breathing heavy and i can see my breath and it's ice cold in this room all the hairs in the back of my neck stand straight up i'm like uh not wondering what's next you know and so basically i i went out i went out the bathroom went down the stairs grabbed the dogs shut all the doors walked outside down the block smoked a half pack of cigarettes <laughs> trying to figure out what what just happened and what's going on so uh i smoke enough smokes to get my senses back and i i go back in and i i'm waiting and i'm just looking and i'm trying to figure out and then just then the back door opens and there's a hello and it's my stepfather and he's i said hello and he's like oh marty hey welcome back and i'm like welcome back nothing dude you tell me what's going on and he's like what 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 what, what do you mean what's going on i go dude there's a ghost in this house and he's like wow what did you see and i was like what do you mean wow what did i see he's like well what did you see what did you see you know like excited and i'm like i'm freaking out i'm like there's a serious, he goes, what did you see? I said, I told him the story and he goes, wow, 
you actually saw somebody this you're the first person to see a you know um uh, apparition a full apparition i was like well, are you kidding me you know about this and he's like yeah well the doors open up all the time and you can hear people walking up and down the steps and around the upstairs area but no one has ever seen anything because your mom is going to be excited when she gets home so and you say i my mom gets home and i tell her and she's just oh she's head over heels she goes oh it's an old woman that lives in the house that's what she describes i said have you seen her she's like no i haven't seen her but i i know her presence i feel her presence and i told you that you were coming home and that to that you were my my son and and you're good and to welcome you and that's her just welcoming you and i was like well mom you could have just you know told me beforehand so uh well anyways uh that was the one bit about it i did uh have a couple other um times where i saw the the person here uh it's another story for another time but uh again uh keep doing what you're doing uh hopefully i get to hear this show in a month or so uh i'm a epp like hardcore like i think i paid up for the year already i'm gonna keep going with it and uh i love your show you guys uh keep me entertained throughout my day and uh it's pretty tedious work that I do, so, well, you know, having what you guys do and listening to the, the banter and uh, it makes the day go by. So, all right, well, you guys take it easy and uh, goodbye to Tony Todd, Carolyn Hoppe. Uh, keep it up. Bye. Thank you for uh, those kind words. I, I that means a lot. I love hearing about that, and if we're keeping you company. Doing whatever you're doing, that's uh, that's just cool to know. Uh, I love the part where I, there was the mom's like, "Well, she's just welcoming you." Yes, you, she could have told you. I agree, but that would have been a weird conversation. By the way, when you get here, the spirit is going to come out and welcome you. I mean, you'd be like, "What, mom? Okay, you know." First, you'd be kind of wondering, and then it's like, "Oh no, she's fine. This is just what happens." Is it just me, or is running up the stairs and into the bathroom not so welcoming? Yeah, I mean, I've heard a lot of things like that where ghosts uh, tend to, uh, you know, they gravitate towards water bathrooms quite frequently. I don't know why. I don't know if there's some sort of energy with that being a, you know, where the water is. Um, My question is, like, why would, like, I don't think running into a certain room is so welcoming. What do you mean? I mean, r- running into a specific room like all of a sudden when someone gets there is yeah. not so welcoming. No, 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 it would not be at all. But yeah, it's uh, it was a good story. Thank you so much for sharing uh, that with us. Uh, 855-853-4802 is our phone number here at Real Ghost Stories Online to share your real ghost stories with us. Let's uh, jump over to, let's do this short one here if i can get it loaded and i am uh calling because of a sleep paralysis that i have once had probably but thought i'd share it anyway i am a hardcore skeptic uh i want to believe more than anybody i listen to your show i absolutely love it every ghost video on youtube possible and I just haven't seen enough to believe. I've used Ouija boards uh, hundreds of times. It has never moved an inch, not once. 
I uh, I've had a lot of trouble with uh, using them, and nothing ever happened. So anyway, on to my story about the, the sleep paralysis. I was 17 years old, and uh, I came home from school early one day. I laid down on the couch and fell asleep. And I woke up to a cupboard opening, a cup hitting the the counter, and then the cupboard closing again. It was very loud. And I figured my dad was home for lunch. So I laid there, and since I wasn't supposed to be home from school, I thought I was in trouble, so I laid still. Well, and then I heard the footsteps walking around. You could really tell where people were walking in the house. And uh, when the footsteps got right in front of me and nobody was there, I tried to move and I couldn't. Now, for some reason, I could sense that whatever it was floated up in the air and then tried attacking me. So I prayed and it moved away. Well, it did it again twice as hard. I prayed twice as hard. It went away. Well, it happened a third time. Same thing. Came in a lot harder. I prayed a lot harder. And finally, I was able to struggle, jump up, and ran out of the house. However, I found out years later that it's proven that, you know, you're half asleep and dreaming when that happens. So, anyway, that's my story. Um, I love what you guys are doing, though. I really do. And I really hope to find something one day that gives me 100% proof. Y'all take care. Sleep paralysis. That's always a tricky one as far as, you know, was it this? Was it that? Um, I mean, I, I, I think it could go either way, honestly, with that story. Yeah, I completely agree. But my thought is um, how, like, this most commonly happens, like, when you're half asleep. Yeah. I think it's when you are kind of the weakest. Well, I mean, yeah, when it's you're at a, a disadvantage because you're sleeping. But, I mean, it is a thing. It is a thing to be to have sleep paralysis, and it's not anything paranormal. But, like, the in the story, it's like attacking him. Like it's taking advantage of that window? Yes. To, yeah, I see what you're saying. Oh, it's, uh, I, I, I like them being a skeptic on, on that. But at the same point, recognizing maybe, maybe it is something too. I don't know. Thank you for sharing that with us. We do greatly appreciate it. That is going to wrap up today's episode of Real Ghost Stories Online. If you like the show, keep us on the air. Become an extra podcast person. Sign up at uh, ghostpodcast.com, patreon.com slash real ghost stories. And now Apple Podcasts. Sign up and get three days free of being an EPP. That means get all the access to the advanced episodes, the archive of episodes, and the new exclusive bonus episodes for you every single week as a supporter. And the whole archive of those as well, everything ad-free, Apple Podcasts, patreon.com slash real ghost stories, or ghostpodcast.com. Until next time, for Harper, I'm Tony. Thanks for listening to Real Ghost Stories Online.